Welcome to Belong Church. I'm Pastor Kevin, and I'm so glad that you're with us on this journey. And if it's your first time joining us, I just want to say thank you for joining us, and we're so glad you're here. We've been encouraging everyone to find somebody to take this journey with, so we're so happy you're here with us. I just want to give a special shout out and a thanks to Ernest Allen and Awakened Church. They created this video for their church and for a women's conference that they did, and I just finished preparing the message, and I saw this on a church creatives group that we're a part of, and, and I saw it, and it's like, oh my gosh, it ties in exactly to what we're talking about. So I shot them a message and asked them for permission, and they were so gracious to send us the file and to give us permission. We're so thankful to them. Thank you again, Ernest and Awaken Church. Last week, we talked about why it is that we worship. And I, and I started it off saying that this could be one of the most important messages that you could ever hear. Not because I'm saying it, not because of me. It has nothing to do with me. But the principle that is worship and why it is that we do worship, it isn't just some kind of weird, different music that you don't like or you're not used to or you go into a church and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel this certain way. No, it's actually a creating an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit. In the, in an atmosphere for the Father God. And if you didn't see, hear the message, I encourage you to go back and you can go back to any of the places you can find this. It's on our YouTube. It's on our SoundCloud. It's, a, it's everywhere. You can find it. And, and when I was watching it, as I was, you know, we look through it every week as well and just look and see things, it stirred up in me to do a little bit more. So this isn't really part two, but we're going to recap a little bit. So if you will, open your Bibles and turn with me to Psalms chapter 34, starting in the NIRV. It says, I will thank the Lord at all times and my lips will always praise him. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes that's not the easiest thing in the world. And, and sometimes when I'm having a difficult day or I'm having a difficult struggle, my first thought isn't to praise the Lord. And, and sometimes when some difficulties are like trying to take me down and like, put, you're like just tugging at my clothes, just trying to make me get down into the lowest places, the last thing I think about is, Oh, I should be praising the Lord because we, we saw last week that we should praise God in the good times and we should praise God in the bad times and we should praise God, as it says, at all times, always. But look at verse two, it says, I will honor the Lord and let those who are hurting, so who, who's that? That's people that are around me and maybe they're going through a struggle the same as I am let them that are hurting hear, what are they hearing? They're hearing me praise the Lord. Now, if you've ever been around somebody, you know they're going through a struggle, and yet you still hear them worshiping God. Maybe you've been at church with them or been to a conference with them or seen them around, and you see them knowing what's going on is difficult in their life, and you see them maybe sticking their hands up higher and maybe singing a little bit louder, and, and you know, wow, that's not fake. It's because they're really reaching out. But let those who are hurting hear and be joyful. Can I say it like this? And become joyful. See, because you being happy and letting the glory of the Lord come out through you and worshiping him is going to change your atmosphere. It's going to change everywhere you're at. It's been said that we are to be like Jesus with skin on. Now, Jesus was perfect, and I don't think we're supposed to be perfect. I don't think it's even possible for us to be perfect. But understand that Jesus walked on this earth, but then he commissioned us. 
He isn't walking on this earth anymore, but he walks through us. So let me ask you, what does that look like? Well, it should look like you. It should look like me. So when you look in the mirror, when I look in the mirror, I should see a representation of Jesus. Again, not, don't get tripped up on being perfect because that's not what I'm saying. We should be so giving forth the praise and the worship and, and loving on God even in the midst of difficulties or when something good happens to give him praise and thanks for it. That's the way we're supposed to be living. That's the life we're supposed to be living in. And we talk all the time about John 10, 10. And, and Jesus says, I've come to give you life to the fullest extent. That's what he's talking about. But look at verse 3. It says, join me in giving glory. In other words, you're inviting somebody that maybe is, is down your, there with the hand up that you're saying, hey, come along. Hey, hey, join me in giving glory to the Lord. Look at the next part. Let us honor him together. See, that, that doesn't mean just because you're having a difficult time and you're, you're going through something and you worship God and, and your life starts becoming changed that you can just stay there all by yourself. We say it all the time. We're better together. This is about bringing somebody along with you and saying, hey, let us honor him together. But you see, this isn't about a membership drive. It isn't about getting more social media people following or more likes or any of that stuff. It's not about the metrics that churches typically will lose, uh, use. Uh, that's about seats and dollars and how much money has come in and how many noses were in the, in the room this week. No, can I tell you like this? It's about a changed life. It's about a change. It's about what we just saw in Psalm 34, that those who are around me, those who are having difficulty, can see what God is doing in my life and how their life can be changed. See, I want to show you a progression here. First of all, you, maybe this, you're still checking it out, or maybe you can think back to when you were checking it out. But first of all, you're just there where you're just wandering aimlessly, and you hear of someone else's life that was changed. And I can think of so many stories of, of people that maybe didn't have never heard, have, have never heard about God or the, the goodness of the gospel. And then all of a sudden they, they hear it from someone else and maybe even like, how in the world is this even possible? You hear it of someone else's life has changed. Next, you step out after a while of checking it out and then you say, okay, God, I'm going to say that prayer and I'm going to trust you. I'm going uh, to give it to you and uh, I don't know. And you're still maybe in the middle of checking it out. But then you start to see changes happening in you. Then you start seeing yourself that when you're having a good day, you're worshiping God. And, and then when you're having a bad day, you, you worship God. And man, I can tell you that if you're going through a difficult time and you just change what you're listening to and you just put on, maybe it's the, the playlist and Spotify, it's in our app that you can go listen to. And, and that will just start changing the atmosphere around you. So then you start seeing a change in you. Then guess what the next step is? We just saw it. Then you tell others. You're sharing with others, hey, this is the joy that is inside of me. 
But can I remind you of what we've talked about? If you've been watching us for any length of time, you hear me talk about this all the time. We talk about a religious word, faith, and you've probably heard it and you've, you've probably used it in different contexts. But as you look at it, it literally means to persuade or to have confidence. It means to persuade or to be persuaded or to have confidence, or learn to have confidence. So if somebody says, hey, you need to have faith, they're trying to persuade you from where it's looking bad over here to go over here. And to, and to give confidence. Like, who are you going to give confidence in? The bad report that you hear here, the, the, the news that you hear of how terrible it is, it's not going to get any better, it's going to, all, all this stuff, or are you going to have confidence in God? See, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, now faith, and that's that exact word I just said. It is that conviction. It is that being persuaded. Now being persuaded is the assurance. The assurance of things hoped for. And the, for the conviction of things not seen. Can I, can I say it like this? That word assurance, it means literally this. A support, a substance, a steadiness, Hence, to have an assurance, it literally means, and this is maybe all broken up, and it just follow along with me, and if you're taking notes, this would be a really good thing to take a note with. But look at this. Now being persuaded, this is the literal way, now being persuaded and having confidence is the support, substance, steadiness, and the assurance of things anticipated or expected. The proof, and this is a legal term, of a deed or matter, your practice or how you do things, that you need to look at it. Now that's a whole big mouthful. It's a screenful, as you can see. But this is about being persuaded and, and having confidence. That is that part of our life. Now continuing on in Psalm 34, I looked to the Lord. See, he changed his eyes from looking down here where it's going terrible. And he goes, okay, I'm going to shift to the Lord. And he answered me. Look at this. And he saved me from everything I was afraid of. That's just the most amazing thing because there's so many things right now that are going on in our life that there's fear and people are afraid of everything, afraid of the virus, afraid of losing the economy, afraid of losing all their stocks and their investments. And, and, and when you look to the Lord, the psalmist is saying, he will save you from everything you are afraid of. Now look at the next thing. Can I tell you like this? Look to the Lord when you're afraid. That's a point that I'd like for you to take if you're taking notes. Look to the Lord when you're afraid. So when you're sitting there afraid, it's not going to get any better just sitting there, just letting that thing just circle around in your head. Make a change and look to the Lord when you're afraid. Verse 5 says, those who look to him have joyful faces and they're never covered with shame. Verse 6, this poor man called out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. So when we have troubles, call out because the Lord will hear you. Let me say it like this. Look to the Lord 
when you're having difficulties, when you're having a difficult day at work and, and maybe you're, you're having struggle with a coworker or your boss and, and just things aren't clicking, they're not had it, hitting on all the cylinders. However, look to the Lord and ask him. Verse 7 says, the angel of the Lord stands guard around those, and here's what we talked about last week, who worship him and he saves them. Now, this is just the most amazing thing when you break it all down like that, and then you understand, verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I, and I said last week, and I'll say it again, it's like, man, we're at a fine restaurant, and, and I ordered one thing, and you ordered something else. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Here, here's a clean fork. You got to try this. It's the same thing. Man, when you're seeing God change your life, oh man, to your friend, to your neighbor, to your family member, Taste this. See that the Lord is good. Blessed is the person who goes to him for safety. Verse 9, you holy people of God who have worship for the Lord. Those who worship him will have everything they need. Man, as we're in a, in a time where there's so much uncertainty and we don't really know what tomorrow, we, we thought everything's opening up right and, and then all of a sudden it's rolling back and it's like there's so much those who worship the Lord will have everything they need. Tommy Tenney recently said, hospitality and worship are the same. Now listen to this. Hospitality, though, is the art of making humanity comfortable. So if I'm hospitable to you, that's about making you comfortable. That's the people that are here around us. But worship is the art of making deity comfortable. They're the same thing. But one is for humanity and one is for God. So the title of my message today is about hospitality. So how hospitable are you to focus to those that are around you, and to the God in heaven who loves you. Turn with me to Mark chapter 12, verse 30. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and love him with all your mind and with all your strength. This was asked of Jesus. What is the most important of all the laws? Of everything written, what is the most important? And this is his response. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. Love him with all your mind and with all your strength. Verse 31. And here is the second one. He asked him for one. He's given him two. I love this. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And you saw the, the references that he was quoting Deuteronomy 6 and he's quoting Leviticus 19. There's no commandment more important than these. Matthew gives the same version of this story. Matthew 22, verse 37 says, Jesus replied to this person asking him the question, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and love him with all of your mind. Like, let all of that is you love on God. Verse 38, and this is the first and most important commandment and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Verse 40 says, everything, look at this, everything that is written in the law and the prophets, look at this last part, is based on these two commandments. 
Think about that for a second. Everything that is in the law, everything that is what we see and we read about what God wants us to do here or we see direction, it's all based on these two commandments. And what is that about? Love. So in other words, everything in the law and the Old Testament is based upon love. Let me say that again. Everything we read in the law and in the Old Testament, it's based upon love. But you see, love isn't just a set of rules, but it is acceptance. Accepting people right where they're at. Just as you are. Can I tell you, Jesus came to reveal love. He came to create a new culture that was not like anything they'd experienced. And here in John chapter 13, he's talking about it. And he goes, hey, listen, a new commandment I give you. So this is brand new. This isn't all in the Old Testament. This isn't everything up from the creation till now. This is, hey, this is something new. Love one another. He continues on. As I have loved you. Now, you see, Jesus came as an example, and he showed love to the disciples. He showed love to everyone around him so much that everybody just enjoyed being around Jesus. That if they're having a party, they're inviting Jesus. If they're a bunch of sinners, they're inviting Jesus. If they're going to church, they're inviting Jesus. They, everybody enjoyed Jesus being around. He's like, man, listen, this is the new commandment. Love everybody. Love one another. But not just on your terms. As I loved you, it continues on. So you must love one another. Now here's where it gets interesting. Verse 35. By this, what is that? By what? By you loving everyone. Everyone will know that you're my disciples. See, he had changed the culture. He had turned it upside down. And he goes, if you do this... By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's conditional. But you see, we, we've got that so messed up in, in the church and, and, and Christianity as a whole, and we don't do a good job on loving. So let me ask you this. How are you at loving if you're taking notes, I encourage you to write these things down and, and meditate on this, this next week and several times. How am I at loving? So remember when you're in school and you had to take a test and you got to self-grade yourself. How am I at loving? What grade would I get at loving God, myself, and my neighbor. See, Jesus said all of this is about love. The greatest of which is loving the Lord your God, but loving your neighbor as yourself. Three. See, we get so hung up on doing all these churchy things that we forget about love. But 1 Corinthians 13 says, if I speak in the tongues of men or angels, so in other words, if I do all of these churchy things, but I do not love. I'm only a resounding gong or 
a clanging cymbal. And if you've ever been around a cymbal, it's just going ding, 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 ding. It may be beautiful in one point, but then it becomes so annoying. I don't know about you, but I've been around some people who are so annoying and they say that they, they love God more than everybody else. But if I don't have love, it's going to mess me up. Continues on in verse 2. But if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, again, all churchy stuff, and if I even have faith that can move mountains, man, and we saw faith, it means to be convinced or to have confidence or be persuaded. Man, if I've got it all worked out and I've got all this that I'm a master of, but I don't have love. Look at that. That's pretty significant. I am nothing. Verse 3, if I give everything I have, all my possessions to the poor, and give over to my body over to hardship that I may boast, but I don't have love, I gain nothing. See, he went through all of these things that we would associate with church. The, the doing things at church and speaking words and being able to understand things. And you read the Bible and you can explain it to somebody. You have faith. And man, I'm even giving. I'm giving all this money. I'm giving more than my tithes. I'm giving offerings. I'm helping the poor. Man, I even give my body. I'm out there on serve day and I'm just working hard. And I have all of these things that are churchy, but I don't love. I gain nothing. But then he turns it into this. He explains what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy and it doesn't boast and it's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others and it's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Now you understand where the bumper video came in. Love never fails. So let me ask you this. Continuing on with our test, and you'll see that there's a question mark behind each one because it's for you to answer. We see what love is. Love is patient. Am I patient with God? Myself and my neighbor? Ouchie. See, because sometimes I'm asking God for something and, and he doesn't answer in the time frame that I think he should. Am I patient with God? It, do I look at my neighbor and say, man, why don't you have it together yet? I mean, I've told you what you need. I've helped you with this. I, I've loaned you money to help you get out of it. Am I patient? Or am I expecting them to be better than I actually am? Next, love is kind. Am I kind with God, myself, and my neighbor? And then it continues on that love is not. So now these are the things that I may have a tendency to do. Love does not want what belongs to God. Ooh, ouch. We're talking about tithing here, aren't we? Huh? Ouch. Or, or doesn't want what belongs to others. In other words, you're not selfish. Love does not dishonor God, myself, or others. You see how I'm, this is going. Love does not easily become angry with God, myself, and my neighbor. Love does not keep track of wrongs from God. 
myself. Man, that's tough right there. I mean, just pause. Love doesn't keep track of all the times I've missed it. I don't know about you, but sometimes I lay in bed and all the things that are, are things that I wish I'd have never done tend to come up and like the devil's sitting there, the, the accuser coming saying, you're a terrible person, you did all this stuff. And sometimes I keep track of those wrongs that I've done and sometimes keep tracking of things that others have done. Continues on. Love always protects God. Do you always protect God? Do you protect yourself and do you protect your neighbor? Remember, there's question marks. This is a, you, 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 you take all your notes and you, you say what it is. And next, it always protects. Trust God. Myself and my neighbor. It hopes and never gives up on God. Myself. And my neighbor, see, we're taking here love in First Corinthians 13, and we're putting where Jesus said this is part of what love is, and then here we see love is all these definitions. We're, we're combining these. Always protects. Love never fails. Love never fails who? Never fails God, myself, and others. Please bow your heads. So let me ask you, what does your scorecard look like? How well do you love? I don't know about you, but I've identified several areas that I need to work on. God, myself, and to my neighbors. But the prerequisite to all of this is knowing God. So where do you find yourself today? Do you know God? Have you given up doing life your way? Have you, you decided to trust him and surrender, it's called? Which just simply means you, you've given up doing life on your own. See, everything in this message is about a struggle of doing it my way or loving doing it God's way. God's love is unconditional, wanting nothing in return. I invite you today, right now, including all of us, to say this prayer to surrender. Even if this is your first time ever, or maybe if you're recognizing that you aren't where you'd like to be. Can I say it like this? We are all in need of a Savior. I'm at the front of that line. I invite you to say this prayer after me. Say, Jesus I want to entrust my life to you. I want to know you. Right now, I choose to give up doing it my way, and I surrender my life to you. I acknowledge that you gave your life for me, and today I give my life to you. I ask you to forgive me for every time I've missed it, Today I receive your new life. And the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Father God, I pray for everyone who prayed that prayer. Because I pray, Lord, that everyone did say that prayer, Lord, that we need to all come back to this place of surrendering. 
in looking at love and how well we love, but do we know you even to experience your love and then to give your love? The first prerequisite was to love God, to know God. Lord, I pray for everyone who prayed that prayer. Lord, I know that you're just reaching down and meeting them and you're just wrapping your arms of love around them. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with us, with me, I I pray that you would do this one next step, and that is simply text the word CONNECT to 469-289-1114. And it's simply, no one's going to show up at your house. No one's going to bug you. You're not going to get spammed. It's just simply so we can let you know what your next steps are if you'd like to take them. And we've also been talking about a lot in the last couple of weeks, a a small group that we're going to be starting in August with Lenore, and it's going to be The Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Myers. And we're going to be doing it over Zoom, so don't worry, you'll be safe. So if you want to be participating in that, I'd just like to ask you to text the word group. That's the wrong word. Text the word study to 469-289-1114. And watch to the end for ways that you can connect and give. But let's pray really quick. Father, I pray that you would be with everyone that is taking this journey with us. Lord, I speak a blessing over all of them. Lord, I speak a blessing over everyone who's paid their tithes and their offering this week. Lord, I speak safety over them till we meet again. And Lord, I thank you that it is you that is building this house. It is you that is doing this journey. And we choose to love you, to love ourselves and to love others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.